akin to splitting the atom, Ben and Ryan attempt to split their guests apart from their egos and explore the deep, ominous cave called vulnerability, attempting to shine a combined light on the treasures that hide in the dark. Without taking themselves and each other too seriously, they are engaging in conversation between themselves and with guests in a very own humorous way. We hope you enjoy listening to Spill Your Guests. We're recording the podcast now. We were just talking about, you know, how I talk things out to think them um, instead of kind of thinking them through myself and writing down pros and cons lists and mind mapping, I often just sort of blurt out what I'm thinking so that it gets out of my brain and into the world via um, sound waves. But I mean, everybody has their own way and that's yeah. not my way. I do it silently for sure. Silently, I will silently think about thing for, things for hours <laughs> until somebody says like, what are you thinking about so hard? And then, yeah, I don't, I don't bounce things off of people that much. Like any big plans I've had or made, I actually would conceal it from everyone. Like I never told anybody when I was going to Ecuador. Um, or for example, when I went to New Zealand, I didn't tell anybody I was going anywhere. And I just disappeared with you know, a two year visa. Um, I don't know, other people bounce things off of people, you know, they gather information by bouncing things off of everyone they know, maybe even social media. Um, some people are just much more like private with their thoughts and introspective, I guess the word is. We're introverted, not necessarily introspective. Because like, I'm very introspective, but I'm not very introverted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good point. Um, like I'm very extroverted. And I'm always trying to. So how is it for you? Who, yeah. How is it for you working on things by yourself without anybody to bounce it off of? Is that because that's what you're doing recently, right? Is that really hard for you? It is a big challenge for me. Yeah. It is, and it's. Uh, Yeah, it's a big challenge for me. I don't, I don't have a good handle of that right now. I, I, um, I want to restructure my thinking so that I can have a much better handle of taking care of business on my own. Um, because I think it's a valuable skill to have to be able to take care of business on your own and, yeah. and uh, be focused and good at that stuff. Um, and in fact, I think it's, it's more pure in a lot of ways, like, because nobody else is going to put the, I guess, effort that really is deserved for the thing that doesn't affect them, but only affects me other than me. So I should be the one to 
grab those bull, grab the bull by the horns and, and really go for it in terms of calculated, careful thought. Um, so but people know. have put people have put together things like that workbook you're working on, knowing that you know you have to do the work, but they're setting you up, trying trying to help help you go into the right direction. Um, yes, I, I like that method for sure, um, and I'm glad it sounds like it's working for you. I already shared shared that book with somebody else, so it's great. Yeah, no, that. Uh... That book, I don't know what this, it says about a relationship when, you know, your, your partner gives you that book. So, you know, here, here's a self-help book you need to work on. I know, on. <laughs> because I look at the title. Well, it's not even just self-help, right? If you look at the title, so the title is... Dialectical, Dialectical. Behavioral yeah. Therapy. But it's not just that, because there's a series of workbooks. One's for PS, PTSD, one's for anxiety, one is for borderline personality disorder mm -hmm. did you notice that yes i did yeah. yeah yeah did so which one did you get um overwhelming emotions okay anxiety yeah and that's the one i shared too the overwhelming emotions um because that's that's the trigger for people for you i guess mm -hmm. when it gets too much what the fuck do i do i don't have the toolkit to handle this and then shit goes sideways and everything just like fuck it weed whatever draw anything just give me anything just get me out of this think pattern of thought mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yeah 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 so it's i mean it, i actually it's funny that that um what was it a few episodes ago i was i was reading a um the definition of vulnerability on Wikipedia, and I said Breen Brown, because I, I Brene, actually the, Brene. <laughs> because the accent aigu was not written, so I didn't know it was Brene. But in, okay, in, I was going to say man. it wasn't written. <laughs> I mean, the article wasn't written is why I said Breen. But anyway, the, um, my point here being is that I've I have now since uh, started really listening to Brene Brown, and I I fucking love her. I think she's amazing. I think uh, I think she's doing incredible work with her podcast, and um, good man. She's really she's she's bringing some really special people on to talk about some um, really deep issues in a really intelligent, scientific way, empirically backed, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Like it's and then it, you know our thing is a completely. I mean, it's of the same ilk, but it's like a completely like here, you, we're not, we're, we haven't been sober for 30 years. We haven't been studying this at all, or we're not PhDs and we're not bringing in anybody who's an expert or actually interested or and we're not getting paid. We're just doing this podcast. It's almost like a documentation of our, I mean, it is a documentation of yours and my journey. And you're more of like the mentorship kind of role in this like the more intro introverted kind of role and i'm like this open like spilled out book of jumbled feelings and uh and uh and 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 thought patterns and i'm and i've been over the over the years even since this podcast began like kind of building those things back together i mean this past month and a half has been 
putting those things back together in, in trying to make order out of my life. But uh, this past month and a half, I mean, it's been really, it, it was a kickstart, a real kick in the ass to lose my girlfriend. It was a big kick in the ass. It's an eye opener. And I think it's, that's the type of eye opener. Dare I get into a place of self-deprecation? That's the kind of eye opener that lots and lots and lots of people have in their early 20s. I think. Yeah, because usually yeah. their first relationship is in their early 20s and they kind of like, oh, this and that, this and that. I learned, I learned, I learned. And me, so it's, I'm 30 and, and I'm learning it. So it's late, late 20s slash 30. So for me. Yeah. And so and then that, the next, the next, the next learning phase is the first divorce. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's it that's it yeah, how many there's days? more fun down the road <laughs> there's more fun yeah that first divorce but, you know i feel like i'm i i don't know i feel maybe i i learned more intensely than if it was in my early 20s because i did have a relationship in my early 20s i just didn't really learn that much from it really i mean i did i learned what i don't need in a partner and then i just didn't i didn't learn how to be i don't know i just didn't know i didn't learn how to show up for myself and learn how to show up for a relationship but i learned i learned what i did that like it's okay for me to feel like i'm not loved in a relationship and i can end that relationship that's okay right like mm. if I, if I, if I'm not feeling loved, it's not be, it's not because I don't deserve to be feel loved. You know, that's where I learned in that first relationship. Um, well, there you go. But, but like in, in this one here, it was like, I really did feel loved. Right. But so I don't know, like it, it was the kick in the kick in the ass that I kind of needed to take a, to, to really take, take sobriety seriously, take my issues seriously and um and really see and get more realistic with time and uh stop stop being teary about these things you know like don't don't let don't let don't let these things go and drag out too late because i mean 30 is 30 right 30 is young enough i mean you're ryan i'm speaking to you so you must you know you're older than i but still technically 30 because in your 30s. <laughs> no, 39. 39 and three quarters. Like it starts with a three at least. Come come have your birthday in Canada. And uh mm. we'll have a big blowout party. I think 40 will be the time where there's certain behavior behaviors where I'll end up going, okay, no, I could have gotten away with that while I was 30, but no, we're done allowing those certain things like I don't know what it will be, but I'll find something. I'll mm -hmm. be like, okay, that's not in my life anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go hopefully build a cabin together and at the same time build more of a foundation, all of us, to be able to handle whatever comes our way, be adaptable be better at relationships, bring more, but also in a way expect more because, because you, you deserve 
to get something out of a relationship. And if, if you don't feel like you do, then you're already in a dangerous place because you're ready to be taken advantage of by somebody else. Yeah. You know, um, for some people, I think it's hard to say that they deserve things from, from their partner. But um, is that what happened with your first relationship? You didn't feel like you were good enough to deserve anything or to be loved? Yeah. Um, but I thought, you know, the type of love I was getting was like, this is the type of love I deserve, which was like, it was, I mean, if I really go into the details, it's kind of painful, but yeah. But it was like, you know, I did, I did uh, a lot of self-sacrificial kind of loving in that relationship and didn't get, didn't get the return at all from it. And uh, kind of was like, well, this is, this is probably what I deserve in a relationship. This is, I, I'm getting put down. I'm getting, I'm getting like almost abused in a way, used and abused and like, um, it wasn't, it never, it, it wasn't really good. And then, I mean, I think there was learning on both ends. Absolutely. So I, I have compassion for that learning for sure. But, uh, are you yeah, guys still it, in touch? Um, she likes my shit on Instagram. If she added me on Instagram, then she blocked me. Then she unblocked me. And now, she start, <laughs> now, now she started liking stuff. I don't know. That's the person from six years ago. Um, four or five years ago. They're confused, and, um, man. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's, I think everybody's going through a rough time right now, too. And, uh, you know, isolation and, and lockdown has got to be hard for sure. And so I don't know. Maybe maybe mind, mind is going back in time. And I don't know if she's seen anybody, but doesn't uh i mean i have nothing i have nothing but respect and you know like i wish her very well i hope that she's fine um it's not it's not the same like my my recent ex who i'm still in love with right and like when she unfollowed me on in social media like oh it made my heart sink it made my heart sink oh my god but um but would you have been posting stuff in the future just with the hopes that she'll see it? Um, in some way, I was definitely posting for her. Because yeah. mm, I don't know if that's healthy. It isn't. Honest. That isn't. It isn't healthy. Well, like this, it, you're just trying to find some indirect channel that will eventually energetically hit her at some point. And she, know, she knows <laughs> that. She's, she's smart enough to know that too, right? Yeah. So, so she, Sounds she pretty un- smart. She is very smart. And so she unfollowed me. But it was interesting to do the, a couple episodes about her because it painted, I'm painting a picture in my mind of her because I don't even know. All I have is a, like one image of her to go on. Yeah. One or two. So, uh, but it just sounds like someone who's really intelligent and compassionate and, and just trying to be careful um, yeah. to, protect her, to protect herself yeah. too. No, yeah, you you got her. You yes, that's her. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I still very much love her, and that's why I wanted to somehow connect with her, reach her in some way, so I could I could just try to keep something alive. But I think she 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 knew that the best thing to do was to, un- to just sever it for now. 
I didn't think so. I still don't think so. I still think, obviously, I mean, I can't, I, I can't, like, I'm part of the work I'm doing now is to surrender. I was saying earlier, before we started, we started recording, and this is something that I'm sure Brene Brown is, you know, she's moving forward hardcore on, because I think she's, she's 30, 30 years in sobriety, and um, to surrender, um, your your thoughts and um, your your attempts for control over to a higher power, a power greater than yourself, right? So that step is uh, vital in basically finding a finding serenity in life, so you feel like you can you can live and live and manage manage your life and your time and you're not completely bogged down by things you can't control like they're but yeah when but like you know so it's for people who have i don't know it's some people it's obvious right like some i've definitely got i might we might even have people listening to this um who are like yeah well that's obvious you know you can't control an other person or what that other person thinks that's about that's brutally obvious right why even bother just focus on yourself and do you right like that's like that's been that's been like a fucking colloquial commonplace term for like 15 years do you just do you it's like (laughs) that's that's what it is just do you you know like and then okay me i have like this disease in my mind i need to in order to do me i need to like I need to cognitively restructure and turn my life over to a higher power. And then I can do me, you know, and then all of a sudden the weight is lifted of my, 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 like almost addictive feeling of needing, needing that love or needing that reassurance. Reassurance. Yeah. And so I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, like I have nothing but positive regard for her. And I think she has similar for me, I think, but you know, and, and, and like, I don't know she just has it decide. I mean, I, I, um, I gotta let, let, let it go and surrender that doesn't matter what she thinks over. Like it's gotta be gone. It has to be because there's no, it's no logical sense in holding on to it. And so how can I, it doesn't, it doesn't help me in any way. It's not going to help me build the cottage. It's not going to help me, you know, get into nursing or focus on my nursing career, or it's certainly not going to help me establish another partnership with somebody else. Um, so yeah, I've got to surrender that. And that's a, that's an effort in itself and it shouldn't, and it, you have to find a way to make, make yourself open to that and willing to that because um, if you're, if you're not, you'll, you'll never succeed when you have what I believe I have a disease of the mind. Um, I believe it. I don't, well, it's not necessarily a belief, uh, a true disease. It's just a, it's a 
Well, you could just say dis-ease. You're not at ease. I'm a dis-ease, man. I'm you're dis-ease. at dis-ease. I'm at, that's it. Right. You're, t- you're off. Yeah, you're not at ease at all. I'm not at but, ease in my mind. <laughs> but your nature is to express yourself verbally to others, right? So it let's is. say, but I, my, in my imagination, you're doing, you're going to do the work. I know it, but let's say you do get to that place where, where you understand that, and that you're okay. And that even if you guys are apart, it's okay. I can still see your, your personality. You would want to express that to her. You'd be so excited to say, Hey, you know, <laughs> and then you're getting back into that loop of communication, you know, like I, I could see that pattern from you, right? You're, yeah. You're trying to communicate with her, even if it's, even if you guys won't be together, you still want to tell her, we give her updates on what what's going on all the time. Yeah. But it's for, true. For, <laughs> it's true. And, some and, people, yeah. But guess what? Guess what? When I was getting over my divorce, I did the same thing. Okay. And that was a mistake, you know, in a way, because it was, it was confusing uh, my ex because mm-hmm she got to a point where she's like, okay, it's great that you're working through all this stuff. Cause she's like, you're confusing me. You're making me think you're trying to figure out a way to, for us to get back together, find out where we align. And I wasn't even actually doing that. My intention was similar. I think to what yours is, is to just, you want to share the things you're learning and the growth you've had. And, but it might be misinterpreted on the other end of the line. I'll, that's all I'm saying is that she might misinterpret it. Well, did, for instance, did you end it with her at the end of the day? Was it? No, she ended, ended, she ended it with me. Did you have any desire to get back together with her? Uh, no, after it happened, it was like the way my, the way I work is that that was it. Like, for done you know um and it wasn't like i and i hate you it's done it was just that's the way i work with people you know um unfortunately that's why you know sometimes i can disappear from someone's life pretty quick but so once it was done it was done and and i knew it was done and i wasn't you know i was halfway around the world anyway but i was still attempting to communicate just to uh to share the things I'd learned about the mistakes I'd made, but it came off as me trying to re-repair, you know, post-mortem repair the relationship, but I wasn't trying to do that. And we had to get past that point where she was like, what are you trying to do to me? Like, it's so hard for, you're like, you're sharing all this stuff with me. It sounds like you're trying to rebuild something. And I'm, I was like, no, I'm just trying to, uh not lose connection with you completely and now you know we communicate we're we're friends in a way and you know she's she knows my girlfriend and she helped get her a job and we talk and stuff you know and there's nothing there's there's no like i hate her she hates me stuff but it did get past we had to get past that point of misinterpreting because that's what I'm trying to say. People make up stories when there's not enough information. I was saying that before we started recording. That's why Instagram is such a terrible thing, in my opinion. It's great. It's fun. It's fun to go check it out, right? Mm-hmm. But 
it's not the complete story. It's not a true representation of what's going on. And everybody interprets it according to their own current situation. So somebody on vacation right now posting a picture or me posting a picture of the beautiful ocean or whatever right now might piss off somebody. I won't even realize it because they're going to go, what the fuck are you doing? Everyone's locked down. The world's the world has ended but where I am. There's, there's absolutely nothing going on. Everything's mm-hmm. totally fine. So mm-hmm. it's everyone tells themselves a different story about the, the things they see and the less information we're giving with this in, with what we share which is Instagram, it's essentially filtered down to nothing but, a, but images and video, um, then people, it's the, more, the easier it is to misinterpret it. A long Facebook post with no images or something might have a lot of useful information in it, but a lot of people won't even bother reading it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, that's why, and one of the reasons why I do admire, uh, and like I did, I sent that, you know, last kind of ditch effort email, of full on almanac of my pain. And it's like, but like, <laughs> how long was why? that? Email? Oh, it's, I don't know, long, too long. Um, but why? Well, you said al- you said almanac, so yeah, I'm almanac. Like, okay. yeah, like, come on, I mean, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like a memoir or whatever. It's like. <laughs> fairly i don't know it was short enough but at the same time yeah i was i wanted to maintain connection i wanted to almost try to rebuild something i just kind of wanted to i don't know but but at the in the in the at the same time like it was written in the context of this is never this isn't going to work it's too bad that it didn't it's not well it's not going to work right now it's too bad that it didn't but uh but an intelligent person which she sounds like will always detect your intention, no matter what wording you used. So just being, trying to be vulnerable, vulnerable and honest. If you do communicate again, I think is the best option because. Well, but that's it. There's no way to sneakily get back into a relationship. I don't see unless then you're just going to get back into the same patterns, like to trick somebody to get back into you. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying, if your intention behind communicating with somebody is to pretend like there's closure, but there really wasn't, and you're hoping that they'll turn it around, it's, I think a lot of people do that too. And that's what it sounded like to my yeah. ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> she thought I was trying to do that. Like the only channel which, with which she'd allow me to communicate would be to express what, uh, what went wrong and stuff. But if I abused that channel to try to trick her to get back into me, in with me, I don't think we'd even have a friendship right now because she couldn't trust my intentions, but. Well, anyway. I, I, I can understand that too. I, I, I feel like I might've already, I, sp- well, I mean, it's only been, it was only one month and then, so I don't think. But I could... she's already forgiven you for that, right? Like, cause at the beginning people do all kinds of crazy things, right? Yeah. Especially if you're trying to get over having trouble sleeping already you already have an issue just being yourself and being alone it's already very adds a lot of anxiety to your life because you know you have to do this work you're doing now and then on top of it relationship issues and missing somebody and abandonment issues and all that stuff comes up yeah i mean it's a we're complex human humans are complex 
Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's normal for me to want to be loved and, and be loving, right? I just want to be loved and, and love someone. Like, that's it, right? It's simple enough. And so it's basic human, it's a basic human need that I'm, I guess, in some way trying to maintain. And she has the same need too. She just is too smart. She's just smarter than me. <laughs> you know, she's just much smarter than me and more healthy than me in that way. Um, hmm. Which is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Well, maybe practice being that smart and that healthy. Yeah. Try it out. 